Artemis is a powerful ensemble of modern jazz masters named for the Greek goddess of the hunt. Artemis consists of Rini Rosnes on piano, Ingrid Jensen on trumpet, Alexa Tarantino, alto saxophone and flute, Nicole Glover, tenor saxophone, Noriko Ueda, bass, and Alison Miller, drums. Each member of Artemis is a band leader and composer, and their repertoire draws on each of their distinctive personalities, from original music to imaginative arrangements of eclectic material. Known for their performances that are infused with power, passion, intensity and joy, Artemis was the brainchild of pianist and composer Rini Rosnes. On Thursday, April the 20th, at the Wise Center for the Performing Arts in Lewisburg, Gary and Sandy Soika, Terry McBride and Stephen Guthrie, Jazz at Bucknell and WVIA are proud to welcome this extraordinary jazz ensemble. WVIA will be presenting a pre-performance talk with the artists, facilitated by George Graham from 6.45 to 7.15 p.m. in the atrium lobby. The performance itself will be at 7.30 p.m. I had the opportunity to speak by phone to Rini Rosnes recently and asked her about the inspiration behind Artemis. Well, the genesis of the band happened in 2016. A French promoter in Paris called me up and asked if I would be interested in putting together an all-woman band to help celebrate International Women's Day. And I'd never taken part in anything quite like that before, but I thought about it and I thought, let me choose all women musicians that I know and love and respect their playing and would love to make some music with them. We'll just see what happens. So that's where it began. At that time, it was uh, certainly not Artemis yet, but we had Terry Lynn Carrington on the drums and Linda Mahan O oh on the bass. And the rest of the band was the original group with uh, Melissa Aldana, Ingrid Jensen, and uh, well, myself, of course, Cecile McCorn-Selfant joined us as well, the great vocalist. So we went over to Europe and we did a couple of concerts and we just had so much fun playing together and we mused about trying to do some more. And a proposal came up to try and do a summer tour in the, the following year. Terry Lynn was very, very busy with all of her own projects, and still is, <laughs> and Linda was joining Pat Metheny's band, so she was not going to be available. And I brought in Allison Miller and Noriko Ueda, and then we did this tour, I guess it was about 16 cities of Europe, kind of a whirlwind tour, and again, we just had a blast. The band really started to come together, and you could really feel the chemistry developing, and it was pretty much at that point that we decided let's keep this going let's get a name for the band because we were being called all sorts of ridiculous things you know ladies of jazz and you know just anything to do with the all-female question was in the title uh we didn't really have a band name and ingrid actually came up with the name of artemis of course the greek goddess 
mainly known as the goddess of the hunt. <laughs> but it, it seemed to fit. We liked it for a number of reasons. One, because it had the word art in it, and it also has the word miss in it. <laughs> so we decided to go with that, and it uh, seems to be working out well to have that name. Although in my inbox, in my email, every time something comes up with the Artemis NASA mission, <laughs> I get alerted. <laughs> I think that could change. You should you should bubble to the top, I should imagine, through the strength of your work. You have collaborated with a number of great jazz musicians over the years. What does it take to make a sound that is sustained and, and works and says something? As you say, I've been extremely fortunate to work with um, many of the legends of, of jazz, including Wayne Shorter, who we just sadly lost, the trombonist J.J. Johnson, tenor saxophonist Joe Henderson and James Moody, the great Bobby Hutcherson on the vibes. I'm currently still playing with uh, the, the amazing bassist Ron Carter in his group. You know, I just absorb the music around me, what's happening, and I try to think of how best I can support what I'm listening to, how what the music needs. And the music needs are going to be different for every band and every combination of musicians. So my playing will sound somewhat different in each band, even though it's still me. But depending on what the music needs, depending on what the leader wants, and many times what the leader wants is unspoken, you know, it it's comes through the music. Most of the people I mentioned, they lead through their instruments and they lead through the music. So it's just a case of having your ears open <laughs> to a really high degree of listening and being able to not just meld in. Sometimes you have to take initiatives and and be more aggressive in, in one situation than you would in another. But it, it truly just comes down to listening and uh, being yourself and playing what you hear and how best can, can I make this rhythm section sound? How best can I support this soloist? What, it, what is the goal we're looking at for this particular piece? Where's the climax of the piece? You know, all sorts of musical details that come through your mind when you're looking at how to craft a performance of an individual composition. All of you in Artemis are individually phenomenal players, but I should imagine that you can get a situation where you're with phenomenal players and something doesn't happen or something doesn't gel. Well, that certainly happens within music and within in jazz, but it's not happening in this band. And I think the reason is we all have a joined sense of purpose. The band has a unity to it because we are all looking to make it work. Each of us brings our own wealth of experience to the bandstand, but we're pliable and we're all listening. It still comes down to listening. And I think that we're all listening with that same thought process that I just mentioned, which is how best can we play to support this song, this musician, this soloist, this piece of music? You know, what can we do to make this particular piece of music rise and shine? Because we have that professional attitude, and personally, we all really like each other. So 
we're really good friends. So that helps. It helps to be traveling with people who have good personalities, nice personalities. I mean, that sounds a little trite, but I, I mean it in the best sense. I mean, it's difficult if you're traveling with somebody who has a large ego or who is selfish or that sort of thing. And we don't have those issues in this band. Everybody really respects and loves one another. And that comes through in the music. To me, it sounds like you're saying the key is listening. The the thing that you offer, apart from your incredible ability, is the ability to listen to others and, and the way they work. Listen and then make choices. Make good choices about how how best to insert what your role is, which it varies from tune to tune and night to night, but what, what is your individual role within the band and how can I bring buoyancy to the music while still leaving room for people to be who they are? It's a balance. Cliché, perhaps, that jazz is a very democratic music. We give each other time to express ourselves individually through improvisation, and that is going to be different every night. But sometimes I liken the improvisation to having a conversation with a group of friends who know each other well, you know, nobody's thinking about what's the next sentence I'm going to say. It's just a flowing conversation and everybody's listening to one another and somebody might introduce a new topic and therefore the the conversation will take a slight turn in one direction or another. Well, it's kind of what it's like when we improvise together, listening to the soloist. If I play this, maybe this person might uh, react to this or not. I mean, you know, it's like speaking having a conversation with people. In your performances, do you play a lot of jazz standards or do you do original compositions or is it a combination of both? Yeah, it is a combination indeed. All of us are composers and so we bring our own music into the band and sometimes a piece will work better than another piece and so we make decisions there, but usually it's joint decisions. We don't really play too many American popular songbook standards, but we do play a fair amount of jazz classic standards. And what I mean by that is, you know, composers such as, you know, Wayne Shorter or Horace Silver or Lee Morgan. I mean, kind of the classic standard book of jazz compositions from the 60s, usually 50s and 60s. So, you know, we'll play some bebop, might play a Charlie Parker tune. We've got a couple of, like I just said, Lee Morgan, Wayne Shorter. On the new album that's coming out, we have a piece by Wayne Shorter, who, uh, you know, we just lost him and so sad. We loved him so much. It's unreal that he's he's gone now, but uh, this is life. <laughs> he wrote so many beautiful compositions immortalizing various women, and one of the pieces he wrote is named Penelope. And so we did record that many months before, you know, he passed. So it wasn't done knowing he was going to be gone. But now we're very happy that this is going to be the last track on the album, this new album. And we also have done an arrangement of mine of a composition by the great pianist and composer Lyle Mays, who spent many years with Pat Metheny, and he wrote a piece called Slink. I've always loved the piece, and when I was thinking about the album, I just knew, wow, this could be really, really nice arranged for this particular combination of instruments. So that's actually opening the album. 
But when you see us live, you know, we, we play Thelonious Monk and uh, it's, it's an eclectic repertoire, in, which includes a lot of our own compositions as well. When you're preparing for a concert, when you're putting together a tour, I mean, jazz involves a lot of improvisation. No doubt you improvise within the pieces. Do you improvise what you're going to play on an evening? Do you get together beforehand and say, let's do this, this, this or this? Or how organized do you need to be before a concert? We don't generally have time to rehearse, believe it or not, because we're so busy individually. Uh, many of us have our own groups that we perform in. And uh, Ingrid is also the director and dean of, of the jazz program at Manhattan School of Music. Each one of us is super busy. So it's, as I say, it's difficult to find time to come together. We did rehearse before the album because we needed to do that to solidify our selections and figure out, you know, exactly what we wanted to, to record. But most times we will bring in, oh, maybe a new piece or something and rehearse it at a sound check. And then we try and go for it and on the performance. So that's not unusual. A lot of our rehearsal takes place during sound check. We play together so much now that we have a very large book and we have a large repertoire so we aren't in need of rehearsing those pieces in terms of the melodies or even we don't rehearse the improvising. The improvising is the least important in terms of what we need to rehearse. It's usually just a particular arrangement, make sure we have it all straight there. And then we can, you know, jump in the deep end of the pool and go for it. True to the nature of jazz. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rini. Do you have anything you'd like to talk about? Well, I guess I would just like to mention all the names of the people in the band. Ingrid Jensen, as I mentioned before, on the trumpet, on tenor saxophone. We have a lovely young woman named Nicole Glover, who is from Portland originally. She lives in New York now, and she's just a fantastic musician. On alto saxophone and flutes, we have Alexa Tarantino, who was originally from Connecticut, and uh, she's a great player. And then the rhythm section, as I mentioned probably before, we have Noriko Ueda, who's from the Osaka area of Japan, of course lives in New York. And at the drums, wonderful Allison Miller, and then myself, Rini Rasmus at the piano. And we're very excited about our new recording on Blue Note Records, which is coming out May 5th. But there are a couple of singles being released before then. One has already been released. It's a composition by Noriko Ueda called Lights Away From Home. And that is available now. You can hear it on, I guess, the streaming platforms. It's the first single that the company released. And in a couple of weeks, April 14th, Blue Note will be releasing the second single, which is the aforementioned Penelope by Wayne Shorter. We're very excited about this release and all our engagements coming up across the country. And in particular, we're very much looking forward to coming to the Weiss Center in Lewisburg. Rini Rosnes, composer, pianist, and founder of Artemis. Artemis will be coming to the Weiss Center for the Performing Arts in Lewisburg on Thursday, April the 20th. WVIA, as part of their 50th anniversary celebrations, will present a pre-performance talk with the artists, facilitated by George Graham from 6.45 to 7.15pm in the atrium lobby. 
The performance itself will be at 7.30 p.m. Tickets can be reserved by calling 570-577-1000 or online at bucknell.edu slash box office. Tickets are also available in person from several locations, including the Wise Centre Lobby on weekdays 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and the CAP Centre Box Office, located on the ground floor of the Elaine Langone Centre, weekdays 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information about the Wise Centre for the Performing Arts, go to bucknell.edu slash wisecentre or look for Wise Centre on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. Thank you very much to Rini Rosness. And thanks to you, Fiona Powell.